Hello, and welcome to Fresh Fire Radio with your host, Christina, a.k.a. His Little Sparrow. Grab a cup and get ready for today's daily dose of Fresh Fire. Say, is your cup empty? Are you tired of fighting the same battle with no victory? Discover who you are called to be as a mighty woman of God. And get your daily dose of fresh fire, Mondays and Fridays, starting at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You can check out our email at freshfireradio at gmail.com. And you can also check us out at Rima underscore girls on Instagram. And please feel free to check out my personal Instagram at hislittlesparrow777. I hope to see you guys soon and have a blessed day. God bless. Hey guys, and welcome to Friday's podcast of Fresh Fire Radio. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited about today's podcast. It is my passion. It is my passion because I've spent so many years in my life not knowing who I was uh, and in so many ways. And identity is such a a huge, huge thing. And it's one of the enemy's just tactics is to strip us of our identity, to strip us of who God called us to be, and to just keep us confused so that we will never grow up and serve our king and help others. And I just feel so led to talk about this today. So, Like I said, grab a cup and get ready for today's daily dose of fresh fire. Okay, I want to read a scripture to you. And I'm not, I'm just going to summarize it. Um, But in Jeremiah 1.5, it says, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you. So before we were even born, God formed us. He knew us. He, he created us. He created our smile. He created us to, to love what we love. Now, some people get that confused and think that if you love something that's sinful, it's because that's how God created you. But no, 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 friend. The enemy is a perverter of all things good. And he will take everything that God does and he will twist it around and he will just pervert it. Because he can't make up things on his own. And that's how we get the LGBT community. People are are confused and they just, they really feel that they're born this way. And um, it's such a sad circumstance Sometimes we are born with parents who can only speak negative to us, who can only put us down, or we're bullied in school, we're told that we're not good enough, we're told that we'll never do this or we'll never do that. We're rejected by so many, and and growing up, I was rejected so many times because of of my problems. I I told you guys uh, before, I was born without a little piece of my brain that connected to my optic nerve. Wait, no, I didn't tell you guys. Okay, so let me just give you a small little piece of my testimony because there's so much to give. God has done so many great things in my life and 
I am passionate about helping other women to experience the same level of victory. So anyways, I was born without a little piece of my brain, and it was the piece that connected the optic nerve to the eye. And I was born without my optic nerve in my right eye. And so I was born legally blind in that eye. Also, your brain is like super, super complex. And even if one little bitty teeny tiny piece is missing, it can just throw the whole shebang off. And so there was just things that I had to deal with growing up. We won't get into all of it, but um, there was some definitely some just repercussions from this in my life. And I grew up uh, just thinking I was stupid. I grew up thinking that I just can't do these things and it's just because it's just who I am and it's just not going to happen for me. And I just kind of accepted that at a young age. I'm not going to do anything great. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, go to be able to go to college, which, you know, surprise, surprise, I didn't go to college for a little bit, but I didn't graduate because I got sick. And all of these failures in my life due to things that were out of my control caused me to believe that I just, I had no worth and I was good for nothing. I hated myself and to be honest, I begged God to please just take me. I felt I'm a burden on my family. You know, I can't drive. So they would have to take me everywhere, to the store, to everywhere. Now, thank you, Jesus, I have a wonderful hubby who does not mind taking me anywhere. Um, but I just felt like just this huge burden. And I was super, well, I still am super clumsy and I kind of sort of walk into people a little bit and I trip over myself. I'm always dropping things. And now I just kind of laugh it off and it's just like, you know, my husband stands on my blind side, keeps me from running into things, which that's, that's awesome. And I've kind of just like, I don't let that identify me now. But back then, like, that was my identity. I was that special girl. I was that clumsy girl that everybody needed to watch out for. I was the girl that was always saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. And my jokes were never funny because there were some things I just didn't get. And I let that be my identity for so long. I let my illness, well, I can't really call it an illness, my, my, my downfalls, um, I let them define me. I let my blindness, being blind to one eye, define me. And I started depending on other people to help me. And I just felt helpless and I felt worthless and I felt good for nothing. But one day God spoke to me when I was begging him to just take me home. And he said to me, Christiana, if you could see yourself the way I see you, you wouldn't want to go. I have plans for you. And I wasn't sure that I believed him, but I felt him so strongly. And I was just like, you know what, God, this is it. If I'm going to serve you, it's going to be with everything. If I'm going to live for you, it's going to be all of me. And my life changed dramatically, which caused even more people to talk craziness at me. 
But I learned to get to a place in my life where if it was just me and Jesus for the rest of my life, I was okay with that. People, people are finicky. Everybody's human. Nobody is perfect. But God is perfect. And his promises are true. If he promises you something, he's going to keep that promise. And here is the awesome thing. And I'm going to try not to cry because I'm a crybaby. He died for me. I, imperfect me, clumsy me, awkward, extremely awkward me, the me that felt I could do nothing wrong, grew up to be used mightily by God. And none of that is to my glory. It's all to His because I am nothing without Him. I could do nothing without Him. Without Jesus, I am that stumbling girl that can't even walk straight. One time, I was at my prom and I thought it's a good, it was a good idea. I, I'm going to wear high heel shoes. Stupid, stupid idea. I can barely walk in my bare feet, which I'm in most of the time. What made me think I can walk in high heel shoes? I do not know. But I wore high heel shoes to my prom and I got pulled over at the door and the guy was going to give me a breathalyzer test. But luckily my principal walked in and said, no, she's blind to an eye. She's not drunk. She would, you got, you totally got the wrong girl. And I was like, I'll take the breathalyzer, you know, I'll take it. And they finally realized that it's just, I wasn't drunk. I'm just really clumsy. And I ditched the shoes like 10 minutes into the prom and the rest of it was great. But that girl, without Jesus, I'm that girl. I am that awkward, shy girl that walks into everything, that drops everything, that cannot catch a football for nothing. I am that girl. But with Jesus, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that verse has changed my life. Knowing not who I am, but whose I am, has changed my life. I don't care what people say anymore. I don't care who makes fun of me. I don't care who leaves my life. I don't care who says what, thinks what, spreads what gossip. I don't care because I have Jesus and that is not my identity. My faults are not my identity. I'm not identified by my clumsiness. I am not identified by my awkwardness. I am not identified even by my, by, by the anointing and the calling that God has placed on my life. I'm not identified by that. But my identity comes because my God chose to die and purchase me with his own blood. And that is what makes me worth anything at all. Because he is so good. Don't let your downfalls identify you. Don't let people's words, don't even let it breathe life. 
just to, as soon as somebody says something to you that is against the word of God, you don't have to say it out loud, but underneath your breath, in your heart, say, I reject that in Jesus' name. You have a right to reject. If somebody is speaking something to you that is, that does not go with what the word of God says, if it is not in accordance with the word of God, then it is not from God. And you have the right and you have the authority to say, I reject that in Jesus name. You don't have to say it to the person. You can wait till you get home and have you a little prayer session right there. In the name of Jesus, I reject every word that does not align with the word of God. I reject Every, every mindset that does not go with the kingdom mindset. I reject everything that, that has been said to me behind my back that I have called myself, that others have called me. If it does not line up with the word of God or the mind of Christ, I reject it in Jesus' name. You don't have to take it. You are more than your circumstances. You are greater than the people that, you are greater than what people think you are and what people say you are. Their words, the only the only way their words can control you is if you allow it, is if you receive it. And you don't have to. Sometimes we feel so less about ourselves that we get ourselves into relationships just to feel loved. Just to feel loved. And here is your king saying, I love you for who you are. I choose you. So don't feel like you have to stay in a relationship or friendship. Just to be loved. Because your God loved you so much that he paid for you with his own blood. Sometimes we listen to people so much that we forget who we are. And that's why it's so important to spend time in God's word. It's not about this is something I have to do. Let me check it off my list. But how are we going to know who we are if we don't read what our beloved king says about us? How are we going to be able to fight it? And here's another thing. Sometimes we're so busy fighting people. When it's not them, they were hurt themselves. They were rejected themselves. So they're speaking to you. They're just regurgitating what was said to them. Sometimes we have, um, we can have emotionally abusive relationships. And those relationships happen because the other person feels no sense of control. And they... Those things were probably said to them. And so that's what they know. But that is not what God says about you. That is not who God says you are. You are not your addiction. You are not your stronghold. You are not the sin that you fight. You are not where you come from. You are not who you're dating. You are not who your last name is. You are not what the enemy says you are. But you, if you are a believer and you are walking according to the word of God, then you are purchased by the blood of Jesus. And nobody else has a right to give you a label. It would be like 
you going and purchasing somebody, or purchase something, I'm sorry, you going and purchasing something, and then somebody else just coming and put a price tag on it. They can't do that. That was already bought. They can't come and rename it. It belongs to you. Nobody has the right to re to to revalue us or to tell us our value or to tell us our identity because they did not purchase us with their own blood. Jesus Christ of Nazareth did. And he loved you so much that he died for you. You are not your pain. You are not your past. God's mercy is new every day. Every day, God's mercy is new. It doesn't mean that we we take His love and forgiveness for granted. It doesn't mean that we knowingly sin and then just go and ask for forgiveness and then go and knowingly. No, it's you can't you can't ask God for forgiveness when you know they're gonna go back and sin. When it's premeditated, you can't do that. But right now, right this second, your life can be new. Right this second, you can choose to give it all to Him. To repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. And then... My brothers and sisters, being filled with his precious Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, and it gives us power to overcome the evil one. We cannot overcome sin without the indwelling of his spirit. It's impossible. It's impossible to overcome sin without the indwelling of his spirit. That's why we fight so much. And then we fall into sin again. And then we feel guilty. And then we feel identified by that sin. And that's a lie. That's a lie. Sometimes if you deal with things, if you have a sickness or an illness, um, or a handicap, and it's something that you deal with every single day, Sometimes we can feel controlled by it. And slowly, if we're not in the Word of God, that illness or handicap becomes our identity. It's how we're known by other people. But that's not how God sees you. You may look so small and so weak to others. But in God, you are a mighty woman of God. There is a prayer warrior in every woman of God. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your circumstance. And it does not matter your past. Don't let your past Hold you there. Don't let it imprison you. Because through Jesus you can do anything. 
Nothing is impossible. Sometimes we we get sick or we have circumstances and we forget about the dream that God gave us. We forget about the passion that we had. Maybe we're called to, to minister in some way or maybe God has told us from a young age, hey, I have called you as as uh, whatever to work here to do this to minister here to travel to to who knows who knows what he called you to and sometimes we're all guilty i am so guilty of allowing my situations to keep me so busy that i forget i forget the promise that god has sometimes it's right now Right now, it's time to, to, to dig up those old promises. To dig up those old vision boards that we just long forgot about because we thought, I just can't do it. I'm just not good enough. That's a lie. It's a lie. Sometimes there are things that we have in mind to do, but God says, no, that's not for you. And if God tells you that something isn't for you, Let go of that thing because what he has is so much better. He wants only the best for his daughters. He wants only the best for his bride. He wants only the best. He didn't purchase us to sit here and suffer, to never grow. He didn't. Shed his blood so that we could feel unworthy. Because after all, it's not about us. It's about him. And I, if I had time, and I eventually will sit down and tell you guys my whole testimony. But yeah, it's going to take up the whole 30 minutes, if not more. If I had time, I would sit and tell you my whole testimony. I never thought that I would be who I am for Jesus today. And it's not about me, once again. Let me just already, let me just say this again. You see, I just, I, I, I forget words all the time. So if that happens, if I'm talking and I just forget a word, please just excuse me. I never thought that God could use somebody like me. Somebody all her life was told that she's not good enough. Was told that you'll probably live at home for the rest of your life. You probably won't get married. Your mom and dad's probably going to have to take care of you for the rest of your life. Maybe wind up in a nursing home. Y'all, I lived on my own for 17 years. And then I met my husband when I was in my 30s. In my 30s. I still to this day can't have children. But I found that out when I was 16. And I'm okay with that. I want what God wants. 
And if we can get to a place in our life where we can see ourselves through through His loving eyes and learn that we have authority and that He wants good things for us, And if he has put a passion in your heart to do for him, it's because he knows that you are able through him. You can do anything, sister. Anything. As long as as it is the will of God for your life, he will open doors where you thought no doors would be opened. Because above everything, You are loved. You are deeply, deeply loved. And it took me a while to feel that. I knew my family loved me. But I thought, with all of my problems, how in the world is anybody else going to love me? But you know what? I'm surrounded by a few amazing people. And I have the best husband in the world. And he was told a lot of the same things. Because he deals with some things as well. We've had a rough marriage. But not rough not getting along because we get along great. We're like best friends. We don't go anywhere without each other. We just We get along great, but... With our health, and we both almost lost each other. That's a whole other video. But God showed us who we are in Him. We have to have a focused vision, we can't focus on our outer. We can't focus on our handicap. We can't focus on our past. We can't focus on the sin. We can't focus on our circumstance. But we've got to keep our eyes in the word of God and focus on who he says we are. And once you get that, once you learn who you are in Christ Jesus, He'll better watch out. Then you can learn your authority. Then you can start fighting the enemy. Sometimes when we don't know who we are and we try to, 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 I'm not talking about just, I'm not talking about just regular prey, but we're trying to, to warfare and it feels like we're up against a brick wall. Because we're not coming from victory. When we're coming from our circumstances, when we're praying from us from a from a um viewpoint of of illness or a viewpoint of um, our past or a viewpoint of our sin or a viewpoint of our chaos, and that's what we see when we're fighting, you're gonna come up against the brick wall. But let me tell you. When you go to war and you come from a standpoint of victory and you know who whose you are and you stand where you you are covered in the blood and you come to battle knowing that you are a daughter of the king 
There is nothing the enemy can do against that. As long as you are are you are living a repented life and you are are living according to the word of God when you go to war you know you, you make sure that you repent of everything your hands are clean you're in right standing with God and you come in knowing who you are and standing from a standpoint of victory there is no tactic the enemy has nothing in his bag of tricks that he can use against that nothing we need to realize sisters who we are and we are called to do more than suffer we are called to do more than just weep we're called to do more than just sit and wonder who we are we're called to do more than just chase our tail and we're called to do more than just follow after somebody's heels because we want somebody to love us if we can change our view if we can realize that everything we need is in Jesus, everything we need is met through Jesus, everything, everything is met in Him, Him alone. If we would just give it up, if we would just give up that man that we're chasing just because we want him to love us, if we would just give up trying to people please all the time if we would just give up these things that we know that aren't good for us just because we need a fix now if we would be willing to give that up and chase after jesus with everything we have we are unstoppable but here's the thing you cannot get what god has for you with your hands clenched around with what the world has for you you can't do it if you're going to receive a gift, you can't receive it when your hands are full. You've got to let it go and step out in faith and claim what God has done for you. He has done it. He's already won it. He has already won your victory. You've just got to let go and start fighting with him. And you will be amazed at what God can do for your life. If God can take this clumsy, fumbly girl who walks into things and trips over people and drops things and is extremely awkward and says the wrong things all the time. If God can can take this girl who is just the opposite of what you would consider useful for anything and he can turn me into a woman of God and use me. All glory to him. If he can do that in my life. Sister he can do that in anybody's life. It don't matter what your past is. It don't matter how many times you were in the bar. It don't matter how much crack you smoked. It don't matter how many men you've been with. It don't matter how much you've slandered God. I don't even care if you used to be a Satanist. It don't matter. There is nothing. There is nothing that God can't take and turn it around and work it for his good and his glory. There is no life that is too far out of reach that God can't take it and turn it around. There is nothing that you have done, sister, that is too far that God can't reach down, pick you up, wipe you off, turn you around, and use you mightily for his kingdom. I don't care how mightily you may have been used to use for, for the enemy's kingdom. 
It don't matter. It don't matter. Because you are not out of his reach. God desires to do mighty things in your life. We've got to we've got to drop the stinking thinking. We've got to our, our mouth can be a weapon. Life and death is in our tongue. Sometimes when you've been told something for so long, you tend to repeat it. That's why we've got to fill ourselves with the word. That's why we got to be listening to preaching. That's why we've got to be filling our life with his life, with his word. And start repeating what the Bible says. And stop repeating what the world says. Change our thinking. Pray for a kingdom mindset. Get right with God. Be willing to step out in faith. And drop those things that you know aren't good for you. So that your hands will be open to receive what God has for you. And trust me when I say there is nothing in this world worth what God has for you. Nothing will ever come close. Ever come close to what God has in store for you. But you won't find out until you let go of the things that you're holding on to out of fear. And let God have your life and have his way. God bless you, sisters. This is our time for today. I'm definitely going to be touching on this topic again because it's such a huge topic. And then we'll be getting into prayer and teaching you guys how to pray, how to pray over your homes and how to declare things. God is moving and we can either decide to stay in the midst of our chaos We can choose to stay where we are and continue to think and not break the pattern or we can move. And if we step out in faith, God will not leave us there waiting. You move, he moves. And trust you, me, if you just move a little bit, he is going to meet you more than halfway. He's got a plan for you, sister. And I'm so excited to see what he's going to do in your life and mine. God bless you. And I'll talk to you Monday.